Today on Season 3, Episode 36 of the Unknown Packers Podcast, Bryce flies solo as the new camp series continues. He highlights the press conferences of Gutekunst and Fleur, talks NFL, NFLPA updates, as well as news regarding the reserve COVID list. Bryce also addresses a question posed by Ken about Devontae Adams and the risk of playing while tying into Adams' recent Zoom call. To close out, Bryce shares some personal information about why he is a Packers fan and what the Green Bay Packers mean to him. Kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. And now it's time for New Camp Part 3, On Tap. This is Green Bay, Green Bay, Green Bay. Thank you so much for following the Unknown Packers podcast. Touchdown! Dagger! Al Harris, 56 yards to a game-winning touchdown! Green Bay Packers! Go Pack! Go Pack! Winning isn't everything, but it's the only thing. Let me tell you this, Green Bay is a great town. This is Green Bay, Green Bay, Green Bay. And welcome to the Unknown Packers podcast for New Camp Part 3 on tap. I am your host, Bryce Christensen, and I am flying solo for this episode. If you haven't yet, check out our New Camp on tap with myself and Ken Ingalls, New Camp Part 2 on tap with myself and Ken Ingalls. We've also had some guest episodes during these new camp series with Gil Martin of the Sports Daily and Cheesehead TV, as well as Matt Fralick of Pack-A-Day Podcast and Packers Worldwide. And not one, not two, but three. You have been tuning in, and thank you so much. We are nothing without you, and I am thrilled to be hosting this episode. And what has happened so far is you've had the video press conferences of Brian Gutekunst, head coach Matt LaFleur, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, to name a few, and some Packers news updates with just COVID testing and dropping down to 80 for the roster size to avoid a split squad, which Brian Gutekunst mentioned in his press conference. And just a little bit of Packers news updates, and then I'll break down my take on the video press conferences. But Packers have released quarterback Jalen Morton and fullback Elijah Wellman. We thought the fullback was a movement with the Green Bay Packers. It still is, but the long locks of Elijah Wellman have decided to fly to Hopefully another football team wish uh, those two nothing but the best. Per Matt Schneidman, the Packers have added kicker Mason Crosby, tight end Jay Sternberger, and defensive lineman Trayvon Hester to the reserve COVID-19 list last week Thursday, according to the NFL transaction wire, meaning those three players either tested positive for the virus or are quarantined after coming in close contact with someone who has. If you tuned into New Camp Part 2 on tap with myself and Ken Ingles. And just for everyone that's aware, Ken has been overwhelmed with work as well as having a sick child at home. And I decided that to alleviate that burden, I would just do a solo episode. That, that So his baby is doing better. Ken is doing better. Nebels is doing better. Myself as well. So I didn't want anyone to have any sort of misinterpretation of why I'm actually hosting a solo show. They let me back in. They let me back in. 
to host my own solo show. It feels a little bit weird not bouncing ideas with Ken or Nebels or the original brother from another mother, Jeremiah Wayman, who designed our beautiful logo as well as other graphic design artwork for the Unknown Packers podcast. But I digress. And I want to make sure that when you tuned in or if you haven't tuned in to New Camp Part 2 on tap, Ken corrected me on how I had jumped to conclusions on the fact that Greg Roberts, outside linebacker, I thought that he had tested positive for COVID and that's why he was placed on the reserve COVID-19 list. We don't know that. And so Ken had corrected me and a little humble break. I, I prided myself in trying to find all the information uh, adequately and correctly when it comes to the Green Bay Packers. And because one, I want to make sure that I'm well informed and I'm not making these assumptions, but it just is proof that we all make mistakes and we all jump to assumptions. It was a learning lesson for me to really make sure I dot my I's and cross my T's, especially when you're recording an episode for a Green Bay Packers podcast. So for those of you that tuned in last week, Ken scolded me, educated me, and I have come prepared. You're probably wondering, oh, that's maybe why Bryce has his solo show. But nope, all is good in the Unknown Packers podcast studios. But with that, continuing on, long snapper Hunter Bradley was also placed on the reserve COVID list. So the team is down to 80 players, not counting uh, the players on the COVID list. So with that, the Packers are now able to practice and gather without doing split squad sessions, dividing rookies from veterans. General Manager Brian Gunekunst mentioned that in his video press conference this past Sunday. It will be about a week before non-contact practices are starting. Players activated from the COVID reserve list increases the active roster size above the max 80 allowed. Brian Gunekunst, our general manager, our fearless leader, he mentioned that teams had to be down to 80, which is the middle of August, before padded practices. It was a requirement. And moving on, I wanted to make sure and mention some other news regarding the NFL and NFL Players Association. As you're listening to this, or if you have decided to listen to this past the deadline, but this Thursday, August 6th, is when the deadline is for players to opt out. That is what I've read, and that could possibly change. So, But as of right now, uh, when I'm recording, I'm recording on August 4th. So far, players opt out. The deadline is Thursday. We've only had one player that has opted out for the Green Bay Packers. That's wide receiver Devin Funches. And also per NFL Players Association, all teams have had their IDER plan approved for training camp following the safety protocols for players and staff during training camp. So, so far, NFL teams are moving closer and closer, getting on track. And a little bit of other news. Typically, I would have Ken Ingles talking about the salary cap, the numbers, correcting me, educating me. I miss that man. I miss that man. But another guy who's pretty savvy when it comes to numbers, former Packers, Andrew Brandt had mentioned in a tweet, if the NFL season is canceled during training camp, players with accrued or credited seasons and 2020 draft picks get a 250000 stipend. If canceled after September 5th, a 300000 stipend. And it gets more complicated if the 
cancellation is in the midst of the season. So if you tune into Andrew Brandt's Business of Sports podcast, which I love, he has talked about how the NFL has had time to possibly go towards a bubble season. And you look at what the NBA is doing with their bubble season so far, or the NBA bubble, everything looks great. And you're looking at the NHL. They have not had anyone test positive for COVID, as well as the NBA. But they're isolated. You're looking at the MLB right now, and we'll see. Uh, We'll see what happens by the time you're listening to this. But the NFL, too, is... It's precarious because it seems that so far, in order to have a successful season without COVID, you got to have a bubble season. And if you tuned into Brian Gutekunst's press conference, video press conference, he talked about how he feels confident. That was the overall message of the press conference was that he felt confident that he was fortunate to have the facilities of Lambeau Field and the Don Hudson Center to have the staff. He mentioned numerous people, you know, Giz, as he calls him, Chris Gizzy, the strength and conditioning coach. Flea talked about the cafeteria and nutrition. And he even addressed the elephant in the room and said there there will be positive tests. And that's what is going to happen when you are playing sports outside of a bubble During a global pandemic, you're going to have that. And you're seeing players that I just mentioned, Crosby, Sternberger, Hester, who we just acquired. Uh, Man, talk about Jay Sternberger. I mean, last year getting drafted and joint practices, having that concussion from Lonnie Johnson. And he really turned it on late in the season, caught that touchdown pass in the NFC Championship game from Aaron Rodgers in the fourth quarter. But man, tough break now. Uh, We'll find out a little bit more about him, but you're seeing players being placed on this reserve COVID-19 list. You're seeing players opt out, numerous players, left and right, tweets, just pew, 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 pew. Players opt out, players opt out. And I know... We try to bring a little bit more levity to the situation when you tune into the Unknown Packers podcast, but this is what we're dealing with. And if you're a football fan, which I hope you are, and if you're a Green Bay Packers fan, I really hope you are, this is what we're experiencing right now. There is no manual. There is no manuscript. There's no template to go off of a playing a contact sport, a violent contact sport during a pandemic with an infectious virus that is COVID-19. And I'm not going to get political, all this other stuff, but this is what we're dealing with. And throughout this episode, I'm sort of, I'm going to relay news and then I'm going to go on my little soapbox. And I'm so throughout this, I'm just going to pepper, if you will, different snippets from Gouda Consul Fleur. I'm going to wrap up this episode with Devante Adams. But before... I wrap up the first half of New Camp Part 3 on tap. Some other news. NFL teams are about to gain tens of millions of dollars in cap space. The management council informed clubs that the signing bonus proration, not just unearned salary and bonuses, will be removed from the 2020 cap immediately 
upon notification of players opting out per sources. This was tweeted out by Tom Policero. I always butcher his last name. And if he tunes in, I my apologies. And that applies to Devin Funchess. So not on the books for 2020 and pretty confident with that. But I'll find out when I record with Ken Inkles again. But while it had been rumored for a while, the NFL practice squad is now officially expanded to 16 players for 2020 and 2021. Six players can be veterans with accrued seasons. Four players can be protected each game week, not including the bye week, from signing contracts with other teams. And to wrap up the last part of the NFL and NFL Players Association news, per Andrew Brandt, teams can challenge COVID as a football injury and not pay them. If the player engaged in high-risk COVID conduct, quote-unquote, social gatherings, or etc., there will be lawyers and no more player selfies. Proof of how the player contracted the virus will certainly be in dispute. And tying it into Gutekunst, during his video conference, one reporter had asked, you can do everything right. You can place the correct protocols, which they have at Lambo, Hudson Center, so on and so forth. But what happens when a player leaves the facilities? You can't track them. You don't know you're relying on these players to conduct themselves professionally. And Gutekunst responded where he said it's all, he, they always look at the character, the reliability, the dependability of the player. And that's always part of the evaluation process. And he seemed pretty confident, which he's a very confident guy, which is why I love him so much. But I thought it w- that was the probably the one thing that really stuck out to me during that press conference was players that engage in high-risk activity where the conditions are ripe for exposure. Whereas, or if a player does everything right, keeps his ears clean as my, or nose and ears clean as my grandfather used to say, and then contracts it from someone else, how are they going to decipher that? But Gutekunst mentioned that that's part of the scouting that they do with the overall character of a player. But you've never had to scout what players do during a pandemic, making players, people completely change their normal routine. That's what 2020 has been. Nothing has been normal about this. And what is to say that's going to continue? And Brian Gutekunst, he, he wrapped up by saying that players will have a hard time if they engage in risky conduct. He didn't use those words, but if they engage in this, they come back to the facilities or, you know, they find out that they tested positive, whatever, how they're going to look at these leaders on the team. How are they going to interact in the locker room? So he, he seemed pretty confident that they have leaders in place. I'm sure Zadarius, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Bakhtiari, I mean, all these different veterans and not even veterans, but young players too. He equated it to where, you know, rookies and younger players, they're impressionable. They, they want to make sure that they're there for the right reasons. And this is an interpretation on me, that they're there for the right reasons and that they want to earn the respect of those leaders. So he feels confident that he, does, he won't have to do much because the leaders in the locker room on the team, 
it'll be hard to face them if they do engage in risky conduct. And this is an interpretation of what I listened to when it came to Gutekunst's video conference. But I thought that was interesting. And now, you know, with Andrew Brandt, teams can challenge that. Be really interesting to see a team like the Green Bay Packers where they, you know, they avoid drama as much as possible. And I'm, I'm sure some are like, well, they traded up for Jordan Love. That's drama. You know, we've got Aaron Rodgers. Uh, we divorced from far. That's drama. Yeah, I mean, we've had these professional decisions that we've had to make, uh, business decisions. But when it comes to this, challenging COVID as a football injury and not paying them, I have to believe that the Packers have to know. And maybe other teams... I just the Green Bay Packer way that just shines through, and I'm sure there are other teams that embody that as much as the Green Bay Packers. But Gudikans talked about it over and over throughout the press conference that he's fortunate who he has on staff, the coaches, the players. That it's great to have the players back in the building. It gives him a little bit more juice having coaches, and so everyone's getting ready for football. And I guess that's what we're going to be focusing on. Players are back. We're going to have all this last week, COVID testing, and we're getting closer and closer to padded practices, and we've had to cut down to 80. We are there, but that's not including the COVID, the reserve COVID list once players are back on the team. And as I wrap up New Camp Part 3 on tap, talking about General Manager Brian Gutekunst's video conference, it was a person that seemed very confident yet was honest. There are a lot of unknowns and we're going to have to adjust daily. Talked about the scouting, how that's 365 days a year and the NFL draft is going to happen next year. And But he did mention that he's going to wait and see how college football teams approach and that'll dictate what their scouting department does. That's another thing to keep an eye on. What happens with college football? You're seeing college football players opt out and just focus on getting ready for the NFL draft the following year. A season just gone where that was an opportunity for the Packers to scout. And I'm, I don't twist this and think that, you know, I'm judging these players for opting out. It's just the reality. These players are opting out. It's a big time decision. And I wish nothing but the best for the players that have opted out. And I mentioned this last episode, but wish nothing but the best for Devin Funchess and anyone else that moving forward does. But wrapping up the first half of New Camp Part 3 on tap, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Go Pack Up. This episode is brought to you by Sonic Transformation. Here at Sonic Transformation, we believe that every good audio project starts with a good foundation. We want to help you build that foundation, whether it be through commercial products or things you have around the house, no job is too big or small. We can make your podcast sound the best it can with what you have and a little nudging along the way. No equipment? No problem. Our consultants can help you get set up on your budget and in your space. Do you already have an established podcast but don't have the time to edit or just wish it sounded better? We can take care of that for you as well. Check us out at www.sonictransformation.com. Again, that's www.sonictransformation.com. Sonic Transformation, your sound refined. Go, Pat, go! 
we are back with the second half of New Camp Part 3 on tap. Said that title a few times. My apologies. And I talked about Brian Gutekunst in the first half and shared some NFL and NFL Players Association news updates from Tom Policero and Matt Schneidman as well. And I know that's not typical of what our podcasts are. A little bit more information, a little bit more breaking news, or articulating all these different nuances that are going on. But as we get closer to the deadline of players opting out, so far the Green Bay Packers have only had one with Devin Funches. Brian Gutekunst mentioned that that has been the only player that has approached Gutekunst about opting out, but you have all these other players that are on the reserve COVID-19 list and what will that look like moving forward? He acknowledged that there'll be more positive tests that will happen. And my interpretation is the cream rises to the top. And he mentioned this, that it's not just the Green Bay Packers. This is all 32 NFL teams that are experiencing this right now. And I, I love that mindset. You know, this grounded mindset of, all right, who's going to grind? Who's going to have the grit? the resiliency and luck and luck to stand up and be the champion is what I interpreted as what Gutekunst was talking about. And what I found, you know, listening to the press conference and then also listening to Coach Lafleur's press conference and they seem confident, seem really confident about moving forward and the biggest thing from Coach Lafleur that he talked about, you know, these hypotheticals, especially with the Aaron Rodgers video where he's done with these hypotheticals, and but he's been consistent, he's been genuine, he's been happy. But Coach Lafleur talking about how Aaron Rodgers is going to be here for a long time, and the development of Jordan Love, Brian Gutekunst mentioned. Question was asked: No preseason games. What does that do to the development of Jordan Love? And Gutekunst, you know, expanded on that where not only Jordan Love uh, missing out on rookie minicamp, OTAs, all this other stuff, but four preseason games. And they mentioned, he mentioned, that they use those preseason games as benchmarks for evaluating players, just like every other NFL team. Under the lights, the pressure of real football, who rises to the top, who shows what they've done in practice, carries over to real football. And Gutekunst mentioned how they're going to try to recreate that. They're going to simulate that real-life football game feel. I know that they're going to have a couple of these game practices, what I call them, at Lambeau Field, under the lights. They're going to recreate this atmosphere, and they're going to get ready for it. Aaron Rodgers also mentioned, and I'm bouncing around, so I appreciate you following along. Aaron Rodgers mentioned that maybe he'll get more People, more players to jump off sides with no fans. That real cadence that he'll be able to manipulate. So I think I, I'm bullish. I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic about what's going to happen this season, yet I'm also practical of what's happening all around us. You're seeing the blueprint of the NBA, the NHL. You're seeing the blueprint right now with the MLB. We'll find out if the NFL is on that same path 
But without a football or without a bubble or an isolated city, it's going to be really, really interesting to see what unfolds. But when you talk to Aaron Rodgers, Coach Lafleur, Brian Gutekunst, they're all excited about football. And the thing that one that obviously I will miss is these preseason games. There, there won't be any. Going to Lambeau for training camp, going to these preseason games and what I like to call my own self-scouting of players. I did it with Shannon Sullivan last year and Alan Lazard. Darius Shepard was another one and everyone that follows the Green Bay Packers and I'm sure you saw it too. But that's the one thing that I'm going to miss and it'll be interesting. I talked about this with Ken Ingles in our part de on tap, our new camp series on teams are going to make mistakes on who they cut just like last year. You know, when you make, when you dwindle the roster size down to 53 teams make mistakes and the Green Bay Packers, I hope they don't make mistakes when it comes to the rosters but I think that they're going to be careful. I think that they'll be a little bit more reserved about how I think all draft picks make it. It'll be really interesting to see what happens with these undrafted free agents. Will a few of them rise to the top during practices, these simulations? And Gutekunst even mentioned that they're not, they'll try to mimic these preseason games during these padded practices, but it's not going to be the same. So coming down to the whole ecosystem, if you will, of a player, their character, why they were selected, the the background scouting, what they did in college, what they've done so far on the team, they will have a lot of decisions. But my big takeaway is one, every time there's a press conference or every single day, I... I I was a little bit more skeptical of, all right, is there going to be a season? And I'm going to take Gutekunst and Lafleur for their word on that it's all systems go. And Gutekunst even mentioned, I mean, that was the other takeaway too of there's going to be one team left standing. All 32 teams have to experience the same thing and they will get creative. They'll put strategies in place. But I tell you what, based off of Coach Lafleur, his first year, Brian Gutekunst in his second year, he got his head coach, going 13-3, and winning a playoff game at home against your arch nemesis, the Seattle Seahawks, and then possibly having the worst game of the season for the Green Bay Packers in the NFC Championship game. But at the same time, I think Kyle Shanahan is that type of coach where he just is a savant. He just is on a whole nother level. And the defense talked about it. Coach Petten, Lafleur knows. So I'm not going to point the finger and go, oh, we don't have a rush defense and you know we're, we're going to regress because we traded up for Jordan Love. I'm confident, just as confident that just the confidence that Gutekunst showed during the video press conference. And I know that there's probably some of you thinking like, well, what else is he supposed to do? He, he can't just scream mayday, mayday, mayday. But it's a, it's hard to really mask true body language and emotion over and over again. And that's why I'm so impressed with Rogers. Every single time he talks to the media, they're asking him about 
Jordan Love and all these hypotheticals, where you're going to finish out your career. And he's done with them. But then he answers answers them the same way. And that's what I noticed with Coach Lafleur, And same with Brian Gutekunst. That's not to say that they're pre-recorded, if you will. They're, they're practiced. They're rehearsed. I just think that when it comes to being a Green Bay Packer and Gutekunst and Coach Lafleur, Aaron Rodgers, Mark Murphy, Russ Ball, all these players, it's the Green Bay Packer way. We're the Green Bay freaking Packers. We're the reason why the NFL is here. And I just, the confidence that they exude instills confidence in me that, all right, we're, we're going, we're moving forward, but I'm jumping on. And I appreciate everyone tuning in because I know it's been, we've just been talking about this pandemic and what's going to happen with the NFL. And But I have learned so much about the CBA, which was negotiated back in March and little did they know that a few months later they were going to have to make another alteration. There's mini CBA with the news that I released about the stipend and how some monies won't be on the books for 2020. But as I wrap up New Camp Part 3 on tap, uh, my first solo show in quite some time. I really appreciate everyone tuning in. I'm going to wrap up with two things. I'm going to wrap up with Devontae Adams, uh, Ken Ingles tweet, and then I'm going to share with you on why I'm a Green Bay Packers fan. We do these guest episodes and I ask questions on why you're a Packers fan, your favorite Packers player, favorite Packers memory. And if you tuned into our getting to know you on tap, which was back ooh, all the days and months blend together, but back in April or May, uh, Nebels and I did a co-hosted episode getting to know both of us. But Share that information as I wrap up on a, on a high note. But with this, Ken Ingles mentioned in a tweet this past Monday, August 3rd, that if Devonde Adams decides not to opt out and play the season, and if the season were to cancel after one week, he would miss out on over $11 million. And as Ken likes to say, million with an M. Devonte Adams, who's a husband, father, Star received for the Green Bay Packers, as reported by Bill Huber, on whether or not he wanted to play this season after some consideration. And this is what he said, quote, I definitely weighed all the options and looked at everything, all the protocols and everything. And obviously, here I am today, Devonta Adams said in a Zoom call on Tuesday, August 4th, quote, I have no plans of opting out at this point. I love the game. I love my teammates. I put a lot into this. I kind of think about my legacy and everything when it's all said and done. This is a tricky time in the world, but at the same time, it's something that I truly believe that we cannot necessarily run from. With all the options weighed and everything taken into into account, obviously I'm here and I decided to play. And there's a lot there. So I'm sure he's well aware of the money that he'll miss out on all these different incentives that are built into his contract. And I wish Ken was here to expand on that. And I'll make sure that you come back. We'll talk about this in detail and what that all entails with this contract. But weighing all the options and saying, you know what, I'm we're going to we're going to play. Again the Green Bay Packer way. Kenny Clark said this. Aaron Rodgers says that he loves football too much to opt out. And 
it's a spectrum. You're going to have players that will, and you're going to have players that are going to say, you know what? And like he said, this is a tricky time in the world, but at the same time, it's something that I truly believe that we cannot necessarily run from. So interesting. My interpretation is football means so much to him that he's put in all this time and energy to play the hypothetical game. What if the season is canceled? So he's all in, all in for this season. I'm sure he's nervous AF, but again, this confidence, controlling what you can control, staying in the moment, following these protocols. But like Ken Engels said, and as you can tell, I miss him. It takes just one player to ruin it. It takes one player. And with Ken Engels' tweet, and then obviously that the next day, Devontae Adams was on a Zoom call, so perfect timing to apply this to this episode, but there, I, I'm at a loss of words sometimes on what, where I stand, where, what do I feel? I'm a Green Bay Packers fan. I love the Green Bay Packers. I love the NFL. Um, I realize that it's a violent sport that has serious ramifications to players later on, also currently. I know that the NFL has turned a blind eye to all, all these different lasting effects that the game places on players. And yet I tune in. And I think more so than ever, especially after Devontae Adams' Zoom call and the, and the quote that I just extracted and shared, and this was reported from Bill Huber, so please check out Bill Huber, who's Sports Illustrated Green Bay Packers beat writer. This was in his article expanding on Devontae Adams' Zoom call on Tuesday, August 4th, that yes, they're there are a lot of unknowns that Brian Gutekunst said, a lot of unknowns moving forward. And I like to think that he was also talking about a lot of unknowns. Like you don't know about the unknown Packers podcast, the best Packers podcast out there. Joking aside, but a lot of unknowns and joking aside, meaning let's get back on track. A lot of unknowns. And sure, Devonte Adams knows that there are a lot of unknowns that the health and safety of him, his family, you have Coach LaFleur talking about, all right, we're going to have a quarantine quarterback. Like, why well, are you going to have a quarantine player for each roster? I'm sure the quarterback takes precedence, but I found that interesting that I wanted to share with you. A quarantine quarterback in the case of where you don't have Rodgers and et cetera, et cetera, go. But I'll, I'll leave you with this in regards to Devonta Adams. He, what he shared, um, the confidence, uh, the commitment, if you will, to the game, to what he's put in, to what he's already sacrificed, he doesn't want to sacrifice anymore. He doesn't want to play the what-if game. And what if the season isn't canceled? But he talks about his teammates, Green Bay Packers. That's why I feel like if they're we're moving forward, season is played, this team camaraderie, this commitment, the Green Bay Packer way, that's tough to beat. That's tough to beat. Gutekunst talking about how Every other team is experiencing the same thing, but who wants it more? Couldn't be more proud to support Gutekunst, Lafleur, Murphy, Ball, Adams, Rogers, so on and so forth. So as we wrap up New Camp Part 3 on tap, I wanted to share uh, why I'm a Packers fan. And I know there's probably some that are tuning in that are like, oh, I know why Bryce is a Packers fan, but it wasn't a specific Packers memory you know, I had Andy Herman on where he talked about he was at the Brett Favre legacy game, the Cincinnati Bengals, Brett Favre. Uh, 
Favre to Taylor. He's at that game. Wow. I remember. Uh, that's definitely a very vivid memory for me. But as you may not be aware, uh, both of my parents are deaf. I'm a sign language interpreter. And I've spent um, my whole life trying to understand my parents more, trying to understand their perspective of what it's like to live in a hearing society uh, where you're constantly oppressed day in and day out. So trying to do my part in making this a more accessible world for more deaf people um, so they don't suffer like my parents did. And I mentioned that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave on a light note. <laughs> so my dad... Uh, be, wasn't born uh, deaf. And this all ties into how I became a Packers fan. My dad is a hardcore Green Bay Packers fan. Uh, My grandfather, we've had season tickets in the Christensen family name uh, that's passed down from my grandfather to my uncles. And now we share it with all our cousins. And my grandfather, same seats, section 119, row 41, seats three and four, same seats that he sat in for the ice bowl. And every time I step into Lambeau, I, uh, I just, I, f- I feel like I channel uh, my grandfather that I, I, I never met. He died the same day that uh, my parents found out that they were pregnant with me. But, you know, going to games growing up, uh, meeting Sterling Sharp, first Packer player that I met, got his autograph. But, so it, it starts from there. It starts from my grandfather and my dad, Born hearing, had scarlet fever. He contracted scarlet fever roughly a few days after he was born and uh, blew out his eardrums. And he was deaf. And around, you know, that time, you know, 50s, 60s, I'm trying to think, yeah, 56, 57, late 50s, early 60s, you sent away your kid if they were deaf or other sorts of disabilities. That's what That's what you did. And so my dad, uh, he was born in Clintonville, Wisconsin, which is north of Appleton, west of Green Bay, I think. Small, small town. And so the nearest city was Green Bay, nearest metropolis, if you will. And my dad was sent to live with who he called uh, his foster mom. Fake mom is the sign that he used to give to me or he'd talk about. And he stayed with this stranger learned social cues and obedience and all that and went to school at this oral school. So sign language was banned back then. And he went to this oral school and he got picked on, got bullied. He was the deaf kid. And during recess or after school, even what have you, uh, he found refuge. He found solace uh, with the Green Bay Packers. The Packers practiced like a block away from where my dad went to school growing up at this oral school. And he became affectionately known as, you know, the the deaf kid. They didn't mean any ill will by it, but he was deaf and he showed up for these Packer practices day in, day out. Um, was sick of getting bullied, sick. And so, you know, you grab footballs, you play catch. I know Marv Fleming was one that my dad talked highly about that befriended my father, made him feel normal. And this isn't pitying like being deaf. Um, it is a cultural and linguistic minority that is misrepresented and it's some a community that I love. But this was a very, you know, they experienced oppression and this was an example of, I don't know if Mar Fleming knew, I don't know if the Packer players knew that they were going to change my father's life. 
And he always gravitated towards when he got depressed or when he would contemplate suicide or anything like that, um, which he did, unfortunately. His saving grace, his foundation were the Green Bay Packers. So when people talk about, oh, you know, it's just sports or, you know, it's just the Packers and all that stuff, it's more than that. And I know for a fact that it's more than that. And that's how I became a Packers fan. My dad lived and breathed the Green Bay Packers because they made him feel normal. They welcomed him to practices, included him in a world where he was often excluded. And so when I was born in 1983, um, there was no question that I was going to be a Green Bay Packers fan. You have my grandfather who had season tickets that have been passed on. You had my father who not only had this tie to season tickets, but had this strong connection with the Green Bay Packers where he felt validated, he felt respected. And he believed that his energy, um, his commitment, it influenced the game. And I'm sure all of, we, all of us have, where we jump up and down, we're screaming. We, that is what it is. It's an ecosystem. It's a collection of like-minded people that it's not a distraction. It helps. It's more than that with the Green Bay Packers. And so when I was born, um, I was welcomed into this world essentially in a Packers onesie. Uh, grew up going to all these different Packers autograph sessions at the Piggly Wiggly with Tim Harris and Tony Mandrich, Don Mikowski, Perry Kemp, Jeff Query, Vincent Workman, so on and so forth. And there you have it. I was hooked. And even though I go through my own struggles doing this Green Bay Packers podcast, having you all tune in, researching about the Green Bay Packers, supporting the Green Bay Packers. It gives me purpose. And I hope that does for you too. I hope that by you tuning in, you appreciate the Green Bay Packers more. Thank you so much for tuning in to New Camp Part 3 on tap. I'm your host, Bryce Christensen, and this is the Unknown Packers Podcast. Thank you so much for following the Unknown Packers podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Unknown Packers, as well as Facebook, Instagram, the Unknown Packers podcast. You can check us out on our website, theunknownpackers.com, and a variety of different podcast platforms as well. You can also say, hey, Alexa, play the Unknown Packers podcast. That's right. We're friends with Alexa. Go Pack Go. This podcast was edited and produced by Sonic Transformation. Sonic Transformation. Your sound, refined.